Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 16. That's right, our little podcast baby is just growing up way too fast. It can drive a car now. It can get its first part-time job. It's just aging faster than us at this point, thankfully. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have to cradle it in our arms anymore. It's a big boy, and it can go off on its own. I'm just thinking just 16. It does not feel like 16. It feels like we've done maybe six. Well, thankfully, we've gotten comfortable enough that we can just (laughs) not even have to think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And your hosts who don't even care about it anymore are Chris and... Savannah. Exactly. The faces that will never go away. Yeah. And if you like this show, if you like this episode today that you're watching, again, if you've been here before too, uh, make sure you hit like and subscribe because obviously we're trying to build that musical community that we you, we want you to be a part of. I can speak correctly. I do this for a living. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the audio world too. You're still very much welcome. Obviously, you're part of this show. Build that community. Like, subscribe, follow, rate, comment, anything that works well to help the channel, and to uh, make yourself look good, too. Why not? Go ahead and do that for us, would you? Uh-huh. Yes. And suggest what color hat I should wear next week. Thank you. Specifically you, audio listeners, since you can't see specifically. <laughs> yeah, no, just pick a color. It's fine. I want to you... involve, you know, I want to involve the audio listeners. Well, you better have the colors they might request. I I am a millionaire. I have money. It's fine. Good. Well, I'm not a millionaire, so give me money. Not <laughs> That's fine. But anyways, if you have been here before, you kind of know this whole Discord by now. It's a little weird, but here we are. Hello. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as you've liked the ones in the past. Obviously, that's why you're here. But if you're new to the show and you haven't been here before, welcome. We hope you enjoy your stay. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope to see you again down the road. Uh, So likely you don't know what we do here on the show. Each week, Savannah and I will choose an album completely at random. Uh, We will choose a special anniversary or occasion album like last week. We did the Eagles 45th anniversary of Hotel California. Or we do Viewer's Choice, which, yes, there is more of those coming up in the new year. I promise you. We've kind of been holding off, but they are coming, I promise. Regardless, we will choose an album. We discuss it at length. We rank the songs following, and then we rate the record. Yay! To the audio viewer, she claps, but without a single emotion in her face. (laughs) It's all the Botox. Millions of dollars, you know, it's... I actually did. I never looked like this before. I actually kind of like it was like a cross between like goofy and like Dumbo. Well, thank you for taking my bit from last week about the Botox. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we can all use Botox, right? We're getting older. Why not? Look at this Mm -hmm. pretty face. Mm -hmm. I want to never show anyone how I am feeling ever again. No, you just get one look. I could laugh my ass off and have just like an absolute plain slate face. Just laugh like, ha ha, laugh like Jimmy Carr, laugh on the inhale. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay, okay. Alrighty then. So we, uh, before we get into today's album, we all, obviously, oh, I say obviously, you might not know, but we do have a disclaimer that we'd like to read at the beginning of each episode to make sure that we're all on the same level so that way, you know, no one's picking on anyone for their own preferences and musical opinions. We might not all agree with each other, but we can be cool and respect each other's opinions. That's the whole idea. And the disclaimer is as follows. 
The following thoughts and opinions we are going to discuss regarding this album is strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun, discussing, and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Wink. I, how do I keep screwing that up? Like, not the, the, the I think talking. You're, I think you're not supposed to say wink, but you're supposed to wink. I have to say wink to remind myself to wink out of the right eye, and then I never do. Because <laughs> this eye was closed, and I wanted to wink out of this one, so both my eyes are closed, so it doesn't really work. Just wink. Hard blink with both eyes. This show is a massive success. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, and also, just a little um, uh, heads up for everyone, just before we get into it, uh, just to let you know, um, this is episode 16, and next week is episode 17, so two more episodes, and after that, we are going on a short break for the holidays. Uh, it's not the end of the show, obviously, but oh, next week no. will be the final show of 2021. Uh, we will be back in, like, what, early to mid-January? I don't have the exact date with me now. Yeah. It's like January 10th-ish, whatever that Monday is after the first week of January. Uh, we'll be back then. But yeah, so this episode and the next one next week will be the final episode for 2021. Two weeks off. That's all you're going to see pretty much. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, we'll be back. So, yeah, enjoy your holidays. But before then, we got some uh, two more albums to discuss. Oh, yeah. And this, today's album. It, uh, this album is a big wreck. Says the one who picked the album. But yeah, yes, I, I, I sat on that pun for at least 10 minutes. So I had a feeling you were going to try to pull that out <laughs> somehow, some way. But yes, the band of Big Wreck and their album Ghosts, uh, Savannah's choice for this week. Woo! And next week's my pick, but for now it's yours. Uh, but so yeah, uh, Big Wreck, Ghosts. Uh, I I've liked Big Wreck for a long time. Obviously, Hell we're yes. both in our thirties, so we're very familiar with their, even their earlier material. Uh, but tell us a little about Big Wreck and the album Ghosts. Well, Chris. Well, hey, <laughs> Big Wreck is an American Canadian rock band started by Ian Thornley and Brian Doherty in 1994 while students at the Berklee School of Music in Boston. With David Henning and Forrest Williams, they released their debut album in 1997. Big Wreck broke up six years later in 2003 as singer and guitarist Ian Thornley embarked on a solo career under his last name, Thornley. In 2012, they released their first album in over 10 years. Today's album was released in 2014, uh, June 10th to be exact, and it was released that, sorry, June 10th in Canada, but July 15th in the U.S. It was re released on Anthem Records and produced by Nick. Okay, I am going to butcher his last name. Do it. Okay. Rasculinix. Close enough. That's his Looks name now. I got all the letters in there. Uh, the album was recorded solely in Toronto, and singles from Ghosts include Come What May, Hey Mama, and the title track Ghosts. The album hit number five on the Canadian Albums Chart and number four on the Billboard Heat Seekers Chart, which is their highest position ever. Now, a little bit of trivia, the producer of this album, Nick Rasculinix, produced Rush Rush's Snakes and Arrows and Clockwork Angels, so... 
Yep. Well, I was going to mention something about a tie to <laughs> Anthem Records because Rush was with Anthem for yep. the longest time. I, I think they still were right up to the end of their career, weren't they? Uh, or I would they, assume so. They're, uh, I'm pretty sure their manager started the record label. Yeah, because all I know is that the, like most, if not all, of their records were Anthem. So I, I was going to be like, ooh, cool Canadian tie-in there. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've seen a lot of uh, Rush live DVDs where this guy like the producers in it so yeah i was like i know that name so i looked it up going i know so many of these albums he also did uh foo fighters one one by one and allison chains three albums that they released after lane staley's death so they released three after he died yeah uh black gives way to blue um dinosaurs or uh the devil put dinosaurs here and rainier fog i hadn't heard of that last one yeah i think that was released within the last Three years. That same new singer. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He's been keeping busy. And speaking of keeping busy, oh, yeah. we're we've been keeping busy with trying to review this album, which we should probably get into now. Hell yes. Because <laughs> you know tangents and such. <laughs> we just <laughs> so haven't been talking about this off camera, but here we are <laughs> now. But yes, we can finally start discussing Big Wreck and their album Ghosts. So the very first song on the album, A Place to Call Home. And actually, I'm just going to preface this real quick. Uh, again, we discussed this off camera. But there is a reprise of the song at the very end of the album. Uh, Score-wise, we are tying the reprise in to this track. Uh, I know we had this kind of issue last week with um, Eagles in Hotel California with the song Wasted Time. Uh, those were one song after the other. This is a whole album apart. But again, we're just going to combine them into one big track. Just going to say that now. So what are your thoughts on A Place to Call Home? Uh, the intro could be shorter. Uh, each bar didn't add much more until about a minute. Then it was a minute of that much more, but it was still the same until two minutes. Then the song finally started. I could have done with maybe 30 seconds, 30 seconds would have been fine. Yeah, it, it took a long time to get through. Uh, a very doom metal sounding intro too. It's like, <laughs> like I think it's like a drop B tuning. Like I even like my bass is a five string, so like I plucked the lowest string, which is a B string. I was like, oh, that's it right there. Yeah. Like the lowest notes. So like they're definitely going for that low, crunchy distortion, doom metal essentially. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because uh, this it actually kind of reminded me of a band I really like called the white Swan from here in Ontario, actually uh, just the same style. Cause they're also kind of like a sludgy doom ish metal type thing. Okay. Uh, sound. So I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. Where are you going with this? So yeah, the super long intro to get into the verse, uh, like it didn't have to be that long. No, the song did not have to be seven minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like they relied a lot on their very low tuning though, for this track. Yeah. Um, to go through the verse, which was fine. Like, it sounded okay. Although the mix started to feel lacking at some point. Meaning, like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like there was enough to fill the whole void. That this, oh, yeah? Like, cause, like whatever. You put your instruments, you put your instruments in to, like, fill the area with sound and, like, make a song out of it. But I don't know. This one, especially compared to other tracks on the album, yeah. felt like it was lacking a lot in the background. Okay. I so I don't know. It, th- there wasn't a lot for me to catch on to, and like it actually kind of bothered me at some points. Huh. I never noticed that. Like it, uh, I I think I was just listening to the the vocal uh, in the background or the next slides. Um, what what did I put this during the verse? Just hearing some of the slides and stuff. So 
I was listening to some of that stuff, but I guess I can kind of see what you're saying where it's, it's not, I guess, enough. Like it's there, but it's not enough. Because I think it's hard for me to describe it properly, because especially because I'm not like music theory or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but like I, one of the terminology I know very well is like if something sounds in the pocket, which is meaning like very tight, like composition, playing, production type mm-hmm. thing. And like it was very tight. Everything sounded very good together. But because it was so tight with each other, like, yeah, nothing was really expansive, especially in the verses and the intros and stuff like that. Yeah. It felt like there was like a lot missing out of the mix. And also even going into the courses, like, they don't fit so well flow-wise with some of the instrumental breaks going through the song. Like, I don't know. I it it didn't leave me feeling too good going through. It felt like a like kind of a mix a mismatch of like different ideas going into it. Like uh-huh. just happens to be in the same key signature. Um because yeah. I mean like you have your mix of like really heavy, slow type riffs to this like chill and slightly more like uplifting type feel i think even in the courses i think it was yeah. or maybe like just some of the breaks uh it wasn't doing a lot for me and i mean this song is unnecessarily long <laughs> you don't have to write like a seven and a half minute track just because you can i would have preferred to keep the long outro because at least I guess it kind of feels like I already got the payoff of listening to the song. So sitting there through the outro, like, okay, you know, sometimes I'm like, this is annoying, but this one was fine. But like listening to a long intro and a long outro, I'm kind of like, why? What was the point of that? You know what I mean? No, I I actually completely agree because, I I mean, I feel like what you can possibly get from the outro, you kind of started anticipating in the intro. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, because the song's long enough, if you took out, like, minute and a half of the intro uh, and just, like, left the outro as it is, it would have been fine because it would have given you, like, the same feeling, although there's more satisfaction in the outro, I guess, than the intro itself. Yeah, it's like you, you already got what you wanted. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like what you were already talking about, like how like you know you went through the track already, you got your satisfaction out of it, and so like just go ahead and have your little uh, fun ring out there, and let's get on to the next track. Like, yeah, it kind of sounded like a jam song in certain areas, where it was just sort of, I can see them on stage, and you're just watching, and you know all the microphones are gone because you know that you're in for a 72 minute just jam of one song. So not only do I agree with that, I do have notes about that coming up. <laughs> and I tried keeping that in mind, too, while listening to this album, because like I know there's obviously going to be moments like that. Yeah. Sorry, beer's making me gassy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll definitely have notes about that coming up. So I think we can move on to the next song now, speaking definitely. of uh, other songs. Number two, I digress. Uh, I believe this is one that you wanted to put on your pick of the week, but couldn't because you couldn't find it on like uh, Instagram or something. How rude of them not to have. I like this song. Spoiler. I enjoy this very much. I I just remembered uh, you mentioned the name of it. Then like the next song wasn't the same one. I was like, oh, okay, But so that's why it stuck out to me. (laughs) Well, because I record it. I'm like, I like this song. It's popular. And then I look on Instagram. They don't have my audio. And I'm like, oh. How rude! How come I only like this song? Well, it was like, I I did a recent um, Instagram story. uh, I mean, by the time this episode's airing, it's long gone. But I mean, I did a recent story on Instagram about uh, us doing Hotel California. Because I had forgot to do the Friday post for it. Oops, sorry about that. Uh, But I made a story... And then the next clip was going to be uh, Eagles, the song Hotel California, with like just saying, like, hey, coming on Monday. That album is not on Instagram. 
So I had to pick like vocal covers and weird like just weird covers essentially. Yeah. And so I made a note like this isn't the original. They don't have it here. Yeah. And it's like you prep everything and then find they don't have it. And you're like, now what? Now what? But I really wanted to put this song as my pick of the week. I really like it. Uh, I guess thematically fitting, I digress, because that is song number two, which, yes, I I do this all the time. Uh, but yeah, uh, this song had like a really kind of cool, straight up rock riff to open up the track, uh, mm-hmm. you know, very lively, gets into it and everything like that. Um, the chorus was very soft spoken. Uh, like, it, I mean, it had like some heavy moments, but obviously got into its softer parts. I like that well enough, how it transitioned, but like it still kind of felt out of place. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it felt like, for the intro in, like, the verse of the song, it felt like it knew what it was doing. But then once it got to the chorus, it's just like, I think I've said this about other bands in the past, who how it's like, don't sap the energy away that I was, like, that you're trying to give to me, essentially. And that's kind of what I felt the choruses did a little bit. Like, thankfully, not a lot. Um, Sorry. No, actually, that's all really I have to say about that particular point. I was just thinking, because like I'm kind of running the song through my head as you're telling me your points. And I I feel like to me it kind of felt slow when the the ride is being played with the drums. Like I I guess I don't I really know how that, yeah. I don't really know how to describe it other than when it kind of slows down in pace and they're hitting like quarter notes on the ride. I feel like that always makes it sound more slow and chill i don't know i try to differentiate between like slowing down and building up because build-ups are usually like a little quieter because it's like leading to something yeah whereas like the verses led to this course which felt not i don't don't want to say anticlimactic but like it it didn't lead to where i was hoping it would go well it didn't match the intro guitar so oh, no, no. Like, yeah, because again, like the intro and the verse kind of take you on a different ride, whereas like the chorus kind of took me somewhere else. Yeah. Um, there is like um, after the second chorus, so there's like this pitch up in the instruments that I kind of really thought was cool. And like, well, I think the coolest part about it was like you hear the bass kind of go up on the fretboard as well. So mm-hmm. you hear the higher notes of that. And I like I love listening to a bass run in higher notes. You can just kind of hear that. I think in uh, one of our uh, previous episodes of, of uh, a bonus show, the 90s songs, when I got you to listen to One Hot Minute, yeah. uh, that entire like two-minute outro or whatever it was, and you just hear Flea running on that like one note and just bending it over and over again. I kind of like that sound, and I heard that in this one. So like, it definitely yeah. stuck out to me. Oh, yeah. the uh, The vocal range in this song. Like as the song goes on and he's just doing all of, I guess, the uh, vocal accents, man, that man can sing. And I might be having a Mike Patton point like time right now. But like, my God, Ian Thornley, he could sing. I guess I get your comparison. Oh, getting a little hot under the collar there. Oh, oh yeah. It was it was just my my reaction to both of them. Definitely no comparison in vocal styles. Yeah, I was gonna say like even vocal range, like yeah, Thorn, like Ian Thornley, uh, he he sounds great when he sings. Like he doesn't have a bad voice at all, and yeah. he is one of those voices that suits his genre. He's not like some sort of outlier or anything like that. Yeah, but like I mean, trying not to go off too far on a tangent here, but like Mike Patton is his own alien. He's his own thing. Like he's his own world. <laughs> when especially when it comes to like range, tone, everything, but like. You might want to mop off your forehead. I can see a little bit of sweat going on there. Just like, whew, 
So, so much. Funny enough, my forehead is bone dry. There's actually probably dry skin up there. I Ew, that's, 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 that's gross. I have um, terrible skin. <laughs> um, a lot of guitar wankery at the end of the song, but I was okay with it. Actually, I did kind of make a note about it, that too. Um, how the ending solos are like super cool and everything like that. Lots yeah. of energy behind it. Uh, it sounds like they had a lot of fun while recording it. Yeah. So you can always kind of like tell that in a song when they've like really enjoyed that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I'm back and forth on the length of the song. It was not like super long like some of the other ones, but it was like long enough. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like a good track to ride on, though, so I won't complain about it too much. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't a single. It sounds like you'd hear that on the radio. I thought it might have been. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, to be honest, when I was listening to the album, I, was, I wasn't really thinking too much of what sounded like a single. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, there's one song on this album, I think it might come up later, that sounded like an absolute single to me. I I, did, I can't remember if it was or not, because I don't remember which one I wrote the note for. Yeah. But when we get there, maybe you can correct me. But yeah, um, other than that, like I guess I just didn't think about this one. Yeah. This one only stood out to me because you wanted to have it on the pick of the week and couldn't, <laughs> so that's the only, real, the only reason why I remembered it. Yeah. Well, I am flattered nonetheless. Look at that. You said something and I remembered. <laughs> Great. Now I have to work on the same. I was just about to make a comment how our chemistry is working out so well, but then you said that. So, all right, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yep. 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 All right. Track number three, title track, Ghosts. This song had like a really uh, kind of a retro feeling to it in the beginning. Yeah. Just like the composition of it, like a late 80s, like early 90s type feel. Like I'm fine (laughs) with it. It, it it's not bad. It's just I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah, is it the uh, the delay in the loop at the beginning, or just the tone? I think it was a combination of things, like the drums itself and like the drum pattern too. Uh, then yeah, like the delay on the guitar and everything like that. Like I don't know, something about it felt very retro. Yeah, I I never thought of it that way, but I like the song. So I mean, maybe it's touching. Touching some sort of what serotonin dopamine spot in my brain. Every time I hear it, I'm like, I I like this. I like this. Um, the bass in this song. Can can we all have a standing ovation for just what it adds? What I I don't know. I'm into it. I'm so I into it. Do have a note about the bass? Yes. Yeah. Give me, give me. Um, like literally straight up, it just says the bass line has some good fills thrown in through the verses, keeps the song a little more interesting. Yep. Because for the most part, the bass is just kind of writing, but like the, the, there's a lot of fills that get thrown in there that, yes, do make it very interesting. So, I mean, yes, I, I agree. We can kind of respect that. Yeah. I, uh, there's just something about a song completely just quieting the guitars and all you hear is the bass and the drums. I'm into it. I like that part was sweet just you um, wait until we get to primus <laughs> i i cannot wait until we get to primus spoiler um, alert it's coming in 2022 at <laughs> some point excellent you don't know when but it's coming um uh, 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 uh i have so many notes for this i don't even know where to start um the uh so i heard some high string i guess high string strumming through the chorus that i never noticed before it like I don't know, adds like a brightness, kind of like what lemon juice would do to something. I yeah. Like it. It a nice little, audio lemon juice. A little sprinkle of something. Yeah, yeah. I really like I really like that. There's just nothing really about this song that I don't like. 
it seems to flow nicely. I like the little sort of, I wouldn't call the bass solos, but sort of just bass spotlights in the song. And the long lead out, like I was just enjoying the bass the whole time. Like it could have just done the same riff, the same line over and over. And I probably wouldn't have cared. That, that's what I feel about songs like uh, Crawl by Kings of Leon and uh, like Hysteria by Muse, like where the bass line is just like this standout and like it's kind of repetitive through the whole song, but it's just amazing what it does. Yeah. And you're just like, I could just listen to this, you know, eight, uh, like eight bar section over and over and over again. It wouldn't even matter. Well, it's fine that you don't really have uh, many bad things to say. I don't have bad things to say, but I do have some counterpoints. Ooh, let them in. Um, so first off, I there's this weird dynamic between like the verses and choruses that I'm just not a fan of. Like, just it, it again kind of emotionally takes you in two different directions, and I don't like how fast I'm being torn from it. Mm-hmm. There are certain songs when I like when that happens, but like this is not one of them. I, it's it's hard to explain, like, cause it like it, it it feels too different from one another for sure. Uh, I mean, it's one of these instances where like they would sound fine on their own, but because they're kind of combined into one song, it just I don't know. It feels like a, a one of those mismatches again. Like they just had two different ideas and threw them into the song. Did I don't we know. Listen just, to the same album. I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> This is All this right. is the fascinating part. Like, actually, I'll, I'll make this little side note too, because like it's always fascinating to me, like how you and I seem to like we have like fairly similar music tastes, but then we differentiate so hard on like the <laughs> very same things, minus the Eagles, because that that broke a record last week. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. You also called it three to four songs type thing, and. Spoiler alert, I guess, four songs. Go watch Hell the episode. Yeah. There's literally no other songs that could be in the top three, so I kind of, you know, that was kind of an obvious one. But Although all the times I've talked shit on Hotel California, you would be, you'd be surprised. Go watch <laughs> to find out which songs. Uh, but yeah, uh, another thing, too, is like this was another unnecessarily long track. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, speaking of the jam session, I wrote this note and I'll, I'll just read it right out. I get that you want time to jam. I love a good jam track, but if you're going to jam, make good use of the time and do something a little more grabbing. Uh, the solo that started around the four and a half minute mark wasn't all that remarkable. Throw something else into the mix and make it more exciting. It was just definitely just a lead out. It just everything a really they were long doing, lead out. Everything they were doing was like trying to say goodbye at my grandparents house where it's like you say goodbye and then you stand at the back door and you say goodbye then you go outside and say goodbye and then they walk you to your car and you're like i've been trying to leave for the past two hours so it's just as frustrating then so if we're going to use that analogy (laughs) that's why i felt this way about this track and we will see later on how i scored that yeah yeah like this isn't a bad song but i mean like a lot of tracks on this album just like didn't need to be the way they did or do the things they did type thing. Like you could have made it shorter. You could have added this and made it sound cool or did less of that made it sound cool. This is definitely one of those, like, I feel like I can't be certain. This might be the martyr of the album when it comes to that type of uh, comment. Okay, good. So then no more. I didn't say that. Damn it. Well, I got nothing else for this. Martyrs do have their followers. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about Ghosts as well. Yeah, yeah, I got I got nothing else about that one. I just, I enjoyed it. And uh, the baseline, I'm in. 
I think we're going to get lucky to have one song matching this week. I do not doubt that at all. Number four, my life. Like, as in, fuck my life. We're, <laughs> we're not going to match too well in this album. <laughs> yeah. This is such an indie-sounding intro to this song. Like, this happens a couple of times, too. It's kind of crazy. And actually, uh, I mentioned this. This is the one I mentioned to you off camera. Because, oh, okay. like, first off, it sounds like they took a note out of, like, Muse's playbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the band Muse, for those who don't know. Um, it it kind of felt like a lighter version of one of their songs. And I this is the note I read to you off camera. This feels more like a track by another band with Ian Thornley feature rather than a Big Wreck track itself. Yeah. That's what this whole song felt like to me. It's like, it's like Ian Thornley was invited to sing on it, but it was another band. Uh, I can kind of see that. I mean, I have my own gripe with it. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, do you, do you have anything else positive before I just get my, I literally have one point for this song. So I'll, I'll let you get all yours out and then I'll just jab. I have mind. one more point about this song. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're going to get through this one pretty quickly. Uh, it's not yeah. super positive, but it's not negative either. I said, it's still a catchy track, not like super catchy, but I mean, it's just enough to like stand out a little more, I guess. Yeah. Like, Maybe it's the heavy use of the piano that kind of makes it stand out a little bit. I don't know. But other than that, like, that's kind of like what gave that, like, muse slash indie type feel to it. Heavy use of piano. Okay. Yes. There are many, many parts of this song where that could have stopped or it could have taken a break. Like we could have stopped it during the pre-chorus and then brought it back. Oh my God. That's all I heard. I'm sorry. Everybody listening, but my God. To the audio listeners, I'm literally mimicking eighth (gasps) notes on the piano, like an eighth note, two note chord on the piano. That's all it was, was ding, 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 through the whole fucking song. I did not notice how fucking grating that is on me until today. That that lasted from beginning to end. There was no break where there wasn't that. Um, I I like the chorus. I like how, like, I can pick the chorus in my head right now. So obviously it's memorable enough. I can hear it. But I all I can hear is beep, 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 beep. And I fucking hate it. Oh, my God. It's, I, I, I don't hate it enough to, uh, to, you know, completely shit on it, but the yeah. piano definitely could have stopped at some points just to give a little bit of, bit of breathing room, but I don't feel I got that at all. It's, it's strange because like you and I both know that like Ian Thornley, just Big Rec all together, they can make really good songs. Yeah. Like they're really good with composition and writing and everything like that. Yeah. Songs like this, especially with that piano writing like the eighth notes all the way through, makes them sound like they're not confident in their writing. Yeah. It's like they have to follow that in order to finish the song, which really puzzled me while listening to it. It was so annoying. Oh my god. Like I didn't never notice how much it was how Ah, I hate it. Well, when you're listening to it critically, it changes everything. That's why um, you know what episode 18 will be, the one we come back in the new year and how how I feel about that album. I haven't listened to it critically, so I'm a little concerned. I'm excited, but concerned because, like, I know I'm going to hear these things and be like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I felt during uh, Roll the Bones, where it was just like, 
I I cannot believe that I scored it what I did. Thought it was gonna be so much higher, but when you listen to it critically, you're like, oh my god, I never heard this before, and I hate it. <laughs> you gotta try to keep that like personal bias out. And yeah. I mean that the album that I'll be going into for episode 18, I have to try super hard to keep my personal bias out because other than that, it's a 100% S tier. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be difficult, but that's then, this is now, and exactly. I, I mean, I guess we're just going off on this tangent, because I think we're done talking about the song. I am done Because that. that just, yeah, uh, I'm just kind of looking at my list of songs here. I have it written on my computer and then my notepads, and we're not going to have the same number 12. Uh, by the way, yeah, as I said, number 12, because we're combining the reprise with the first song, so instead of 13, there's only 12. Uh, we're not going to have the same number 12. I, I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> All right, wow. I love the optimism. Where was the song on my... Okay, there it is. I just want to see how far off, because I I assume this is going to be like your bottom two for sure. Uh, and I'm just seeing how far off I was from that. But anyway, we can go on to song number five. Hey, Mama. Uh, this one, I... This one was probably uh, got me the most excited so far on this album, like from this point. Oh, yeah. Well, because, I mean, like, it already started better than the other tracks. I mean, like, this one yeah. just felt more exciting in the beginning. Like, first off, the the acoustics and the mandolins that started out sounded great. And I was just like, oh, we're kind of getting back into that, like, familiar big wreck kind of feel. Yeah. Um. So that's all good. And then, like, the uh, you kick in with the drums, <laughs> and it just keeps pushing into a positive direction. So I'm just like, oh, yeah. this is good. I'm feeling good now. Yeah. Thank you. We have a lot of album to go, and I'm finally feeling good about things. This definitely feels more like a big rec track at this point. Yeah, I definitely it ramped up like as it's adding more as it's, you know, getting into the the vocals. It's just you're you're expecting some sort of vocal that'll blow you away. And just sort of him singing in a higher register right from the get go. You're like, oh, something big's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I this song was kind of middle of the road for me i guess really like vocals vocals i really liked like it was good but i i i may just looking at my notes i feel like i may have let the last song kind of float into this one where it's just sort of i don't know i i always kind of find that that uh Whenever there's a song that I'm not 100% fond of, it's like the song after that. It's kind of like that aftertaste that it's like, I need to sift some coffee beans before I listen to this song, just so it's fresh, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I Actually, if anything, when this song played, it kind of relieved me from the last song because it, it, it felt so much better, especially as it kept going. Like, despite the song's length, it never really lost its momentum. And that's kind of what I appreciated about it. It didn't try to veer off into something else. It didn't, like, slow down too much or anything like that. It just kind yeah. of pushed itself through, and I really liked this. And another note I mentioned to you off-camera, and by the way, just so people aren't confused, uh, we, we, we might discuss brief notes off-camera, but nothing that's going to be spoilery, so just yeah. a heads up. I did mention this to you off-camera, though, uh, that, like, despite feeling like more of a big rack track, I heard points and prints of uh, uh, Tea Party and Zeppelin all over this track. Okay. Oh, so it wasn't the same one then. It wasn't. This is not the song that I said. This is almost the same thing. I heard, I've heard. i heard Zeppelin and Tea Party songs that sound almost kind of like this one. Really? I, I can see Zeppelin, yeah, because I, I don't think I made note of it, but I'm pretty sure there's some slide guitar in this. 
Oh, yeah. It's not a little. Like, yeah, yeah. There's quite a few songs with slide guitar in it in this one. Yeah, I think some of them I... Uh, I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. And other ones, I don't even make note this, of. This this one definitely gave me like, if you want to point out Tea Party, I can't think of a song, but like Splendor Solace, like that album, like it felt kind of that era, not as Middle Eastern sounding, but I mean, yeah. like it definitely had that feeling. Interesting. I have a feeling we're gonna have to do like a best of cut every time your cat jumps in the frame. That's gonna be an entire video. I'll just do su- a super cut of every time your cat appears. Yeah, and that's a rush I'm, calendar. Every time I'm reaching down, going, "Okay, we're just not gonna lose the train of thought," which I definitely did when she jumped up. And that happened three times last week. When I, <laughs> I noticed it while I was editing, that's when I had that thought. Yep, yep. <laughs> so exciting. I guess she'll just stay there. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. I thought this song was produced nicely. Just listening to everything, it just seemed like everything fit in this nice little box. This kind of brought me back to old school Big Rex, so I like yeah. I I felt better about it. Like it yeah. got me more into the album. Like not that they have to constantly just remake everything they've done in the past, but I mean, when you're a band and you've been around for a while, like yes, you can experiment with new stuff, but like have some sort of air of familiarity in your music. So that yeah. way people know what to expect. Yeah. Do I have to give you a second with that cat there? <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. She's oh, audio listeners, out. you are missing out. Yeah. Well, just go to YouTube and just watch her shenanigans. She's now sleeping under my table. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think the thing that sticks out uh, the most to me is just the high range as he goes higher and higher. Uh, I like it. I, I guess I didn't pay attention too much to that because I was more focused on like the instruments, the, the instrumentals, I should say, themselves. Yeah. And just like how everything was like written. And like, again, it kind of gave me the old school vibes. And like, there were certain portions of the song that kind of gave me like, um, I don't want to say the oaf. I want to say maybe not blow mind open either i don't know there's like a number of songs from in memory of that i could probably point out yeah that this song gave me the vibes of and i was like yes old school big wreck we are here nice well i hope that that vibe stays for the remainder of the album uh for the most part uh it it does kind of change a little bit oh and, no uh but not in the next track though which is diamonds mm-hmm. uh no, no, I, I was still pretty cool with this song, too. Um, it's a nice, light flow to start this one. It, so it kind of comes off the intensity of Hey Mama. Uh, and it's just it's kind of, like, lighter in this one. Uh, the acoustics are really nice, once again. Like, they just know how to use them properly. So, f- like, going from this point forward feels nice. And, like, there's, like, this additional percussion that kind of kicks in in the earlier portions, too, that kind of feel nice. Like, just a nice addition. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, like... It's it's intriguing to listen to. It, it it makes me want to listen to more. So I mean, so far these two nice. songs combined are kind of like doing a good job of like pushing the album forward. Hell yes. And thankfully it's not too deep in considering technically it's a thirteen song album. So like song five to song six, like we're not so deep in that I'm like you've lost me. Yeah. You still got me. So congratulations. <laughs> Do you hear the hand drums during the chorus? I might have. Yeah. I didn't use my headphones for this one uh, again because I, I'm, I'm an idiot, but I don't know. <laughs> well, they were there and I never noticed them before. They they sounded pretty cool. I um, think I think it's because the reason why I didn't use headphones is because before I listened to the album to review it, I, I made a quick run to the liquor store uh, and I was listening to music with other headphones on. So I was like listening like a good half an hour, 45 minutes, and I just didn't feel like having headphones on. Yeah. So that's probably my own damn fault for not like coordinating properly. That's uh, 
that sounds like a bullshit excuse. But yes, it is though. I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It is. <laughs> I'll give you that one still. Um, but uh, I, I feel like thus far on the album, for me at least, the each song has sort of a different feel or different sound it's not like they're doing sort of slide guitar in every single song thus far it's not like they're singing a he's singing a certain way every song thus far so I feel like I'm not bored yet which I guess around the halfway point if any of our previous shows are any indication that I get bored quite easily and if any song sounds like another song I'm like I hate this so that's I'm a I'm appreciative of that and uh it did not feel five minutes at all to me, or at least, hmm. yeah, five minutes. So, um, like I think the time kind of got to me a little bit. I'll get to that in a second, I guess. Um, cause I will say like the song still feels like easy enough when the drums kind of kick in cause it starts soft enough, like with, uh, with the, acu- the acoustics and everything. And then like the kind of like auxiliary percussion i guess if you want yeah. to refer to it as that the drums kick in still sounds like an easy enough track it's not like going too hard or anything like that and i i feel like this is another one of their songs that they play well into their strengths when it comes to sound yeah they have big rec has a very i'm just trying to think of how to describe it i don't want to say definitive sound but like you know when it's them yeah. Like not in all of their songs, but I mean like if you hear their singles, for example, like when when they came back from their their hiatus and did Albatross, for example, you knew right away it was Big Wreck. Like Oh hell yeah. You listen to the composition, oh that's Big Wreck. You didn't even have to hear Ian Thornley, you just know. Yeah. Uh so this is another one of those songs that kind of played well into that, so I really appreciated that. That's that was me just giving an example of what I mean by all this. <laughs> yeah. Um I felt the ending was a little drawn out. But, like, it, it doesn't sound terrible, so I guess that's the plus side of it. Like, the slide guitar is gentle enough where it doesn't sound abrasive, but at the same time, just, like, it doesn't have to go on this long again. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I did not think the same. Um, although the outro of the song isn't immediately in my head, so I can't go, yeah, no, I really definitely liked it. But if I can't imagine what it sounds like right now, then... You know, maybe I just did not pay much attention to it to begin with. Well, because the percussion slowly kind of fade out and then, yeah, just like a soft background music with the slide guitar over top of it as it goes out. Yeah. And like, it's fine if you want to, like, I like the whole concept of like slowly dissolving each instrument as you're kind of going out, like depending on what song it is, how it feels and like maybe where it is in the album. Uh, So I'm fine with that, but just, I don't know, felt like it went on a little too long. Yeah. Well, I have nothing else to say about that song. Well, that's fine. I guess we're still friends then. Number seven <laughs> on the album, Friends. Oh, God. Uh, these, these puns don't get any better, folks. They really don't. They just get much worse. <laughs> oh, just do wait. They're going to get even worse. Maybe. I would assume <laughs> I would assume so. I, I don't have hope. But anyways, yes. Uh, it's track number seven, Friends. What do you got? Uh, it sounds like if Ian Thornley joined the tea party. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, uh, just a, from the beginning. I was going to say, do you have a specific era of Tea Party? Because mine was like early to mid 90s, like with Splendor Solace. Um, pretty much just the Middle Eastern sound. I'm so I'm sure early to mid 90s. Yeah, I'm sure if Big Rack had access to a theremin, they would have used it. And then it really definitely would have been Tea Party ish. Maybe Transmission era then, because trans- I actually own that on vinyl and Transmission's a great album, but it has those types of feel to it. I don't know. Anyways, 
Tea party. Yeah. We're, all the like this isn't the only episode we've ever mentioned tea party. So we're gonna have to do that one day. We were we we're really gonna have to. Okay, first album. Let's do that. Is um, it Twilight or the demo? Oh no, uh, Splendor Solace. Oh yeah, one. I keep forgetting Edges of Twilight wasn't the first. I always mix that up. Anyways, yes, you're yeah. right. Hell yeah. Well, I'm only right because I own it and I stole it from my father like 20 years ago. <laughs> and I'm trying to buy it on vinyl, but it's over 100 bucks. So oh, really? It, it's not that and Edges of Twilight are not easy to go by. Ooh, I own Transmission because it was like 30 bucks. <laughs> Slender Solace is a pretty good album though. So boy, anyways, is it. <laughs> and anyways, let let's put a pin in that one. Um, I enjoyed the vocal melody during the. Vo- during the verses and the I guess the melody sounds familiar but I can't like place where it is like I I don't know what it is like it might be like I don't fuck this is killing me now now that I'm now I'm on it again yeah. yeah yeah it's like just the the vocal melody is definitely throwing me off actually. I can't remember it off the top of my head so I couldn't even try to help you we're going to have to make a, co- a compilation of how many times I throw my cat from the table. The very end of the compilation will be you literally like whipping your cat across the room, just like oh swinging it by the tail and just whoosh. Oh my God. Oh my Yeet. God. But, but it has to be, it has to obviously be a stuffed animal of a completely different color. Well, it, it's like that video of the guy who like lets the hamster crawl into his big sock and then does a cut where he's like swinging and bashes against oh the my- wall, but it's clearly not the hamster in the sock. I have not seen that. I have not seen that. It's fucking hilarious. Oh my god. Because no, no one else got hurt. It's fine. But anyways, friends. Um, I find this song is kind of reminiscent of some tracks earlier in the album where it kind of pieces little bits that I've already heard into a song. So yeah, I'm still not bored, but I am like I do recognize it. So yeah, I might get bored coming up. Don't know. Um. (laughs) Like, like, don't know as if I'm listening to the song now. We'll see what the rest of the album gives. Um, but the vocal melody, it fucking kills me that I don't know what it reminds me of. So uh, I, maybe there'll be an editor's note later on when I can remember. But Last time you said editor's note, you never got back to me. So I had to leave a plane through. And actually, because I, I know you don't watch YouTube. I actually left a yeah. note in that particular episode uh, about you for the everyone else to see. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. You have to yeah. go find it. <laughs> I, like, like I've said in other shows, I am hypercritical of myself. So watching myself already have said something, I'm like, oh, why'd I say that? Oh, why'd I do that? Ugh. So I just tend not to. I feel to that same it. way, but I have to edit yeah. it, edit all this. So, I mean, like I have to watch it over and over again. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I, I got a free pass on that one then. Jesus. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. This song is. I'm not going to skip it. No, no. I actually, I, I kind of enjoyed the song, actually. Yeah. Although it's funny because I, I started thinking, uh, singing the Friends theme in Ian Thorley's voice when I first saw the title <laughs> of this song. And just try to imagine, uh, like, Big Wreck doing a cover of that. Oh, my God. I th- believe it's uh, I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts? Yeah. Okay, good. I got it right. Uh, but anyways, uh, friends, the song, not the the show. Um, I I believe that this is an appropriate time to come back to that hard rock sound because like the lot. La- I mean, Hey Mama wasn't soft, but I mean like Diamonds was also like a long enough track to kind of like give you that pause, and yeah. it still had its moments of heavy too. So I mean, 
But this like drove the hard rock back and I thought it was like a good point for it, especially like, you know, keep going with that energy. Like it's okay to have a breathing room, but keep going. Yeah. Uh, the verses are heavy and like it picks up the energy really well. So that way, like you're not just like left confused with how you should feel at this point in the album. Mm-hmm. Um, the courses are uh, like nice and pretty and everything like that. Um, I feel like uh, my, I've completely mistyped my notes. This is what <laughs> happens while I'm typing while listening to music. I will yeah. mistype everything. Yeah. Oh, man. Because I said, I feel like it does belong side by side with the harder verses. Okay, so that actually does make more sense. Maybe it's just my brain then. I think so. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, because like... Okay, I'm just trying to remember the frame of mind I was in while I was writing it. Now it's starting to make sense in my head. So basically, yeah, the verses are really heavy. The the choruses are soft. And I know I made a comment earlier about how it didn't work in another song, but this one it did. Uh, It transitioned well. The mood was still kind of there. So it didn't bother me as much. That was fine. It's it is strange though to have like be thrown back and forth between uh, like moods so quickly in certain songs. Yeah, and again with this one kicking back in with the hard rock and the the courses get a little softer. It's just like just another one of those confusing points. I mean, if we ever have to do the downward spiral one day, which yes, we're definitely going to have to. Uh, that note will come up during March of the Pigs. If yeah. uh, anyone's familiar with that and how fucking insane that song is, and then the the, the small piano part. I mean, yeah, that's fun. But anyways, I just thought I'd say that because it's relevant. But anyway, I'm just glad that you brought a song that I can recall in my head while you're talking. I'm like, I know what he's talking about. Finally, <laughs> well, it's one of their like bigger songs, yeah. like that closer March of the Pigs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hurt. If I meant to say not March of the Pigs, but anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, this had a lot of cool composition in because like there's a lot of off-putting harmonies kind of sprinkled out through the songs, like on the guitars, I mean. Yeah. Uh, it kind of keeps you on your toes with your expectations of the song because like at certain points it started to kind of feel like just generic blah, whatever I'm listening to. But then like there were certain points where things got exciting again. It kind of like really kind of lifted my mood about it. I do have a question for you though. So when you're saying that like, uh, the verses are higher in energy and the choruses are kind of, you know, sort of more low and sort of, I don't know, more quiet, I guess, or more subtle. Um, would you have like, like, what would you say if the whole song was just high energy then? Would you just say like, oh, it's just one note or whatever? Like, does, oh, I, I does would... having it like a lower or more subtle chorus not give it like some interest? It, it could, and it honestly depends on wh- what you do and how you do it. And I think more importantly is placement of this kind of softer portion of the song. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't just go for this one. It goes for, like, every song that does this. Uh, you have to be very coarse, uh, very careful with an anticlimactic chorus. Because mm-hmm. choruses are meant to, like, build the energy and, like be explosive. Like, this is what it's building to. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I, I like plenty of songs that do the opposite of that like heavy verses or intense verses to a softer chorus just so far big rec hasn't done it so well in this album so i guess yeah. that's kind of like what i'm leaning at okay so it's just the way it's done then yeah as i said the way it's done uh where it's placed in the song and like how the song has been leading up to it yeah um because again i there again uh i like plenty of songs that do this but they do it in such a like an interesting way that kind of like makes it exciting whereas this one like i don't know like i guess it's 
too close to each other that it just kind of feels like you're kind of going off this bump. If you're going to give me that bump, just send me plummeting because, like, that could make it interesting depending on how you do it again. Like, I don't know. Okay. Okay. There's a, there's a million ways it could be done. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not very good at explaining things. <laughs> and, we have a sh- <laughs> and we have a show where we explain things. <laughs> I'm not good at understanding things. <laughs> so I just I spoke like a completely ancient language to you. <laughs> What? Um, <laughs> yeah. And like uh, even on top of those uh, those like kind of like offbeat type harmonies or off putting harmonies that were sprinkled through the song, like really quirky guitar solo at the end of the song, too, that just kind of kept riding for a little while. Yeah. And I definitely dig that. Actually, that was the point in this song where I was like, OK, that's going to bump the score up for this song. That solo did a lot for me because it sounded so cool. Interesting. Like there's was, there was parts of it that's like. I can see why people might think it's a little weird and maybe it's like at a place, but I actually thought it was perfect. And like, I just like, I like how kind of off putting the solo felt it, uh, the solo itself felt as well. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, it bumped the score up definitely though. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't change it. Like the song or? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't skip it. If I was listening to the whole album, I wouldn't change it. I would. I would keep it on and just listen to it. So I feel like that's kind of like the bar of if I like a song, if I'm like, I'm sick of this and I'm willing to change it. Like I'm clearly not into it, but if I'm kind of into it, but I still will listen to the rest of it. Like that's, I'd say that's a pretty good sign. This kind of leads me to have to ask a question for you now. When is it possible that you're you will eventually choose an album where like every song is like going to be practically perfect for you? Because I know when you pick albums, you tend to pick ones that you just kind of want to listen to versus what you really like. Yeah. And I'm kind of getting those vibes right now from this particular album. I want you to pick like a superstar album that you love and then see where I go with it. Well, I mean, I don't want to give you my final score to prove a point. So I'm just going to say, stay with me here. Oh, I, I I don't doubt that you're going to score this well, but just like I picked California and gave it like, what, 90? I S-tiered that album. I pers- personally, I S-tiered it. So, I mean, just like I'm waiting for that for you. So if this is, happens to be that album, then I will shut my mouth and eat a shoe or whatever the hell the, the terminology <laughs> is. Eat a shoe. Eat a shoe. Shoe or hat, whatever's easier to digest. <laughs> I will eat my hat. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like every album, even if I absolutely love it, like there's um, like even Rush's counterparts, there's one song on it that I just I, I will skip it every single time. I will not listen to it. I don't know what it is about it. I don't like it. And it's just like I could absolutely love the album. But for me, there's always that couple of songs that just don't hit me as hard as the other ones. And doing a podcast where I'm writing them, it is never more obvious than when I have to pay attention to those songs. So that is the uh, the burden of doing this podcast. We can nope. no longer just listen to music casually. Anymore. I know. Oh, it's so hard because I'm like, even listening to albums that we've done, I'm like, oh, I didn't rate this very much. Oh, maybe I don't like it. Uh, and then I'm just like in my own head when really I'm just trying to listen to something while I'm doing dishes. Like, I don't want to think about it. See, I have I, to I, now. Yeah, like I... That's the thing. Even when I go for a walk and listen to music now, I try not to think uh, like critically 
<laughs> like, but I'm so in that mind frame now because of this podcast where it's just like I start pointing things out all of a sudden. Yeah. Just like, oh, that's cool, but that part's not. Well, but it's like, just enjoy it. It sounds good all together. Exactly. Idiot. Exactly. That's how I feel. Exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. We'll move on then. Yeah. Uh, song number eight. We're getting there. Uh, still here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This one started off on the wrong foot. <laughs> yeah. To say it easy enough. Uh, the buildup wasn't all that interesting. Uh, the verse didn't really feel rewarding because usually a buildup is it's supposed to lead to something rewarding, obviously. Like, that's just how life works. Yeah. This one wasn't. And uh, it feels like another attempt at, like, an indie-style track. Yeah. Like, it, it, again, this is one of those, this isn't a big rec song kind of songs. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me. <laughs> It felt kind of one note for me. It was just sort of the same. I guess didn't really have any peaks and valleys. It was just sort of the plain. Um, the tapping percussion at the end was interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of have a note about that. Yeah, what I'm is assuming going that's, on with my lights. Yeah, your lights are going nutso on your side. Weird. Improper white balance. That's that's editing right there. I I can't fix that. <laughs> Yay! That'd be that'd be brutally tedious. To go frame by frame just to make sure, like when things are good and then they're not good. Okay. But anyways, Every, everyone gets to see my lights change when I wave my hands around. That now see, that it's not mine's doing pretty. It. Mine's fairly steady. It's not. Anyways. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, kind of that's a, your behind the scenes for the day. Uh, so this song, yeah, um, for a song that's nearly eight minutes. Again, another one of those stupid long songs. Uh, nothing really justified its length in this entire song because like i i think there's a point where i was like okay the beginning sucks the intro uh, the verse kicked in uh way too early uh you're gonna have to find something at the end of the song to keep me interested i was hoping for like a big jam session at the end or something like there's got to be a reason why this song is almost eight minutes, yeah. uh, but unfortunately not because I mean like this slight this feels like a slightly generic four minute track at best, and uh, that's me being very nice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the final two minutes of the song felt almost unnecessary because I mean they did change it up a little bit as you mentioned the the percussion, everything yeah. at the end, uh, that w- that was cool that made it a little interesting. But overall, it should not have been this long at all. <clears throat> okay, okay. All right, get ready for my my magnum opus here. <clears throat> Nothing really stuck out to me. I wouldn't skip it, but it's not my favorite. This did not need to be almost eight minutes long. Book so, closed. The end. <laughs> open that book up. We got more songs to go. <laughs> that was that was it for this one. Uh, same with me yeah just too it was too long nothing really interesting happened and uh i you know part of me gets it like some like obviously as i've said this a billion times in the past not every song on every album is going to be a banger it's not going to be fantastic you need these filler tracks i get that doesn't mean they're going to be scored very high for us but i mean at the same time i kind of get why they're there like you just kind of want to write whatever and just have it out that's fine but at over 70 minutes and 12 tracks not counting this one was it really a filler track or was it just a might as well track well you can 
take out this one, take out the reprise, and take out the minute and a half in the beginning of A Place to Call Home, and uh, you'll have like a solid like 67, 66, no wait, you'll even shorter than like 62 minute album. Well, there you go. I think we just had a remastered version. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're going to have to redux immediately after we're done here. <laughs> I don't want to. Nope. I'm really excited have... about next week's episode, so I, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't have uh, anything other than those three points and uh, the one positive I had. So Same. I yeah. said all mine, and one of them were kind of positive, so there you go. Yeah. So That's let's it. just go on then. Number seven, break. Tell me about break. Hold on a second. Okay, I'll tell you about break then while you're getting used to that. No, you you said number seven, and I was like, hold oh, on, we're way farther than yes, seven. Yes, you're right. Song number nine. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong the crap thing here. Out of me. Yeah, oh, I'm, boy. I'm going through my notes going, oh my God, did I miss songs? <laughs> no, I just don't know how to read. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the secret life of me. This is much, much better. Song number nine, break. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it still it still didn't give me much until about two and a half minutes in. I like, suppose so. At the beginning, it just it kind of felt like like still here, where it just didn't give me much. It was kind of one level, but then two thirty when the guitar kind of comes in with its <clears throat> its thing, I was interested from two and a half minutes on for sure. I didn't mind, like, the beginning of the song and going through that and everything. Um, there's, like, a good use of, like, rim shots to the verse in place of the snare. I thought that was really cool. Because yeah. the, for a minor percussive sound, rim shots aren't supposed to be, like, a big thing. But, like, they kind of made it, like, an expansive sound. And so it sounded cool. And I, I it stood out to me enough to make a note about it. So that obviously, like, made it interesting. Yeah. Um, I do like when the drums finally pick up and kick in and everything like that. So that sounds really good. Uh, obviously... Kind of gives the song more of a feel. Um, there were a lot of good ideas running through this song. Like, they had certain parts that were, like, really interesting. Yeah. But overall, the song just doesn't come off as anything great. Um, as I said, I like where certain points were going, but it never really felt like it reached those places. Yeah. Um, I think the best part about the song, realistically, is, like, the ending. Like, it kind of got, like, this slow, chunky type of ending for a little while. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It gave a nice feeling of resolve and almost kind of felt joyous. Like, it just in the way it, it felt and the yeah. way it sounded. So, I don't know. Like, it, it's a decent song, but the ending was probably the best part. That is almost my... Well, that's pretty much my entire thing, or the... My entire notes for this song words english speaking please um yeah the last half was great for me the beginning half was kind of it was just a way to get to the end and i kind of feel the same way i did about still here where it was just sort of it was there i'm still not gonna skip this song during an album listen but it's not the song i'm i'm waiting to get to I just like how the idea is you won't skip most of the songs in the cell, but you're just still sitting there like, when's the next song coming on? Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, since I've listened to this entire album, uh, the next song has been running through my head for like the last three and a half hours. So I think I was just waiting to get to this song. Oh, so you're talking <laughs> about song. song 10, Off and Running. Yep. I mean, might as well just talk about it. We're here now. Yep. It's been in my head since I listened to it. And normally well, go, that's go not ahead the and track gush, I listen to. 
I'll say go ahead and gush because chances are you have more nice things to say than I do. I don't hate it, but you'll probably have more nice things to say. I mean, like, I don't have too many. Like, I I enjoy how dreamy the slide guitar sounds. It it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't sound aggressive. It just sounds very floaty, and I enjoy that. Yeah, it's, um, it's like sonically fitting. Yeah, and I, I really like that. I uh, I just, I like, I, I feel like the farther I get into an album, the more it's just like, yeah, I like the song. Yeah, I like the song. Because I feel like I'm just going to be repetitive over the same stuff I said at the beginning, where it's like, oh, yeah, the guitar is great. Well, the guitar is great through the whole thing. So I don't really know what to point out other than the f- fucking chorus going, like, it's just pretty much the chorus and the entire guitar in the whole song is stuck in my head. So, I mean, like, they did a good thing with that. It has the resonance. Yeah. Um, this track almost instantly gave me, like, getting to the end type vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting to the end of the record. We're getting close. Yeah. Because, um, like, it feels like it's trying to settle me down since the show is almost over, so to speak. Yeah. Like, it... So the placement on the album is well thought, obviously. They knew what they were doing with this. Yeah. Um, the heavier middle was interesting. Uh, I'll, I can give it that much. It wasn't too overbearing, but fun enough. Um, it, it feels like the sound kind of lacked depth, though. Kind of like what I said for A Place to Call Home, where yeah. it's like, yeah, they're doing things with their soundscape, but they're not doing enough with it. Like, I don't know. It just feels like there was a lot missing out of the mix. Yeah, like not uh, that you ha- not that you have to fill every sound space there is in a song, but at the same time, just like I don't know, it becomes noticeable after a while, and it's, it's I guess it kind of got to me in this one. Is it? Do you think like for this one? Is it the, like the acoustic chords in the background where like the electrics doing you know its lead thing? So there's not much to fill in around the acoustic. No, is but that what it might be? at least that's doing its job. Whereas the acoustics kind of filling some sort of void yeah. of sound. So like it gives room for the electric guitar to do its like little jig jive there, whatever the yeah, hell you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There's like spaces. I think even I can't point out a specific point in the song because I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But there were just certain points when just like it felt like something was lacking in the background mm-hmm. to kind of like hold everything together. Because other than that, everything feels kind of spaced out and like unglued, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. I kind of got that a few times on a few tracks on this album, but like this one and Place to Call Home were like the biggest ones for it. Yeah. Um. The song was probably a little longer than it needed to be as well. Again, just another one of those songs. It was only five minutes. Longer than it needed to be. (laughs) Uh, Like, it's not absurdly long like some of the other tracks on this one, obviously. But, I mean, the the outro felt like a little too much. um, Because the organs just kind of kept going on and on. Like, if this song was shorter in general, the ending would have been fine to me. But because it's a five-minute song, like, you're extending the outro for reasons beyond my comprehension yeah so i don't know like i guess it bothered me just enough to write a note about it yeah well i mean like coming at the end of an album where they're doing things like that i'm sure that it's getting tiring by this point yeah that's that's the problem with like a 70 minute album like you have to like set us if you want to listen to it front to back you need to set aside time like you need to be in the mood for it 
Yeah. And I mean, whether or not we're in the mood for it, we have to. <laughs> I mean, that's just part of what we do. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was the thing. I kind of reviewed this so late, I didn't really have time to take a break. So, oops. Yep. Maybe my review would be a little different of the song if I had time, but I don't know. Maybe not. Because I, I still feel the same way about it, even thinking about it, like, in retrospect. But, like, yeah, if, if you're going to write, a, like, a really long album, use the time wisely. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite things when it comes to, like, using time properly, like, I know a lot of people, like, say, like, Pink Floyd and their earlier albums and stuff like that, like, how you can stretch a song on for, like, like echoes for 22 fucking minutes. But like that song takes you on a goddamn journey. That's great. I like King Crimson where it's just like everything that they do ends up being super interesting. So, I mean, like they use their time wisely, even if some parts stretch on, it's still used wisely. They had a lot of thought in mind for it. Whereas like albums that write long songs like this don't feel like they really do that. They're just extending it because they can. Yeah. Where it's like an extra verse or an extra chorus. There's not like a, change of scenery yeah like give me something new i don't know yeah but i mean i we're kind of coming to the end of those like long songs now i believe so anyways i I don't have the times written down so i don't know savannah wrote them down this time hey so i have all of them all right so song 11 come what may next uh we are on the penultimate track is again Combining the reprise in with the original track, blah, blah, blah. We've already said it a bunch of times. And not counting the reprise, this is the shortest song on the album at three minutes and 13 seconds. Yes, it is. And that's both a good and bad thing to me. Considering the rant I just went on, I can still say it's a good and bad thing to me. (laughs) Yeah. I love the guitar riff in this song. I, I Did you say this one was one of the radio singles? Okay, I can see that then. It makes a lot of sense. Because this is one of the poppiest songs on the album. Uh, (laughs) That was one of my notes. (laughs) Structure, it's it's really generic in its composition. Not generic in its composition, but like it fits the structure. I'll just use that term then because like... It's, yeah, like just under three and a half minutes. It just sounds pop rock, I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um... Even the acapella bridge, as different as that felt, it still felt poppy. Like, it yeah. felt like that same structure. So I was like, okay, this is definitely, like, your radio track here. Like, this has to be. This is what sold the album, I guess. And at three minutes, you look at the time, you're like, okay, confirmed. Definitely. Yeah. But the thing is, like, with the acapella bridge, like, it's I, I liked it because it's different. You haven't heard it on the album. But the problem is... You do it so deep into the album. We're on the second last track here in our own range here. Second last track. So it, it's it's hard to be excited or too intrigued by it because, I mean, like, I'm kind of already reaching the end. I'm kind of accepting that the end of the album is coming. Yeah. I've said this, what about Weezer and Guster, I think, in the past where it's like, don't introduce a new sound at the end of the album. Yeah. Like if you if you wanna try something, at least fucking Rush had the balls to rap in the beginning of Roll the Bones. So at least like, <laughs> okay, you got it out, you did your thing, that's fine. But I mean yeah. like do not leave it till the end because you've already driven me down this road that of things I'm expecting and like why just suddenly put up this brick wall of like pop track? <laughs> yeah. Now uh, that's not to say I super hated the track, but I'm just not big on it. Yeah. Do you do you find that when they introduce something new at the end of the album, it like doesn't give it doesn't give the opportunity for you to maybe hear it again if you like it. You're just like, oh, this is it, and that's that's that. More or less, yeah, because in in the 
idea of listening to an album front to back, like how we have to do, I'm not in the mood to go back and hear it again. Yeah. Like I'm so close to the end of the album, finishing my review. So I don't want to have to go back and listen to it again. If like, if I don't have to. Yeah. Whereas again, if you put it in the beginning, I'm not thinking about it too heavily. And uh-huh. so like, I hear I'm like, okay, that's interesting that they would do that. But even if nothing else sounds like that down the road, it's like, okay, you got that part out of the way then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I don't know why bands do that. <laughs> I'm getting Weezer and Guster vibes again. Oh God. Well, I it is very poppy, and uh, I do in fact live for it. Um, I I really enjoy after that acapella sort of bridge in the middle, how you get like a little bit of si- like I guess sort of a silence, and then the music all comes back and it just drops again. I like that. I always like things like that where it's just sort of gets quiet and then bam it just hits right back in again um it's short but effective definitely sets up to be a single whether they wrote it for that fact or whether it was just chosen um but uh yeah i don't know i've i've always liked this song it's uh it might be the exposure on the radio um or how flipping poppy it is that really really gets to me Probably a mix of both. Yeah. Yeah. If if any other episodes have shown, I'm pretty sure pretty sure if you graphed my preferences, they would just be just straight. I think there was like one or maybe even two episodes where the singles weren't like near the top of your list. Yeah. We don't know that for yet for this episode, but so far that uh yeah, there's been like one or two where it's just like, oh wow, the singles aren't that high up. That's crazy. So chances are, if you're betting on the episode for whatever reason you are, (laughs) if you bet on Savannah ranking a single in the top three, chances are you're going to make some money. Oh my God. Imagine though. Imagine people betting on our choices. I wish we were popular enough for that to happen. Oh my God. That would be so cool. You guys would be so screwed. And then we have to get into the sceney underground and like find people's expectations and then like literally bank against it type thing. And a whole kind of weird like mob scene going on underground here. And then we can have movies made on us. So be based on a true story where only like 15% of it is actually what happened. Yeah, we rip everybody off and we get like those made for TV movies and stuff like that. And like A&E documentaries. (laughs) It's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Give us your money. Screw (laughs) screw the rest of this. Let's talk about the made for TV movie we're going to (laughs) have. I would rather talk about the very last song to finish off the album, to be honest, because we're so close. We're so damn close. Okay. Number 12, War Baby, the very mm-hmm. final song on this album. Um, I, I I do appreciate this song, actually, uh, more than I have some of the other ones. Uh, it's got like the soft swing style beat. I could be wrong about saying swing style. Again, I'm not huge on music theory, but I, yeah. I think that's the terminology for it. Um, it feels nice going through the entire track. Uh, it's got a very catchy chorus, simple enough. Uh, the harmonies are really nice in it. Actually, that kind of caught my ear almost immediately. Yeah. This track feels like really cold and moody. And obviously, uh, you told me off camera too, like the context of not so much of the album, but for Ian yeah. Thornley, he was going through a divorce. Yeah. Or at uh, least close to like, yeah. Things were falling <laughs> apart at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, this is I this is the song where I could totally see that. Oh, yeah. Like, the lyrics lyrically, are not instrumentally. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, but like, here's the, here's the weird part. I, I, I wrote this out too. Like 
there's still something inviting about it. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Maybe it's because I like this style and I think I like things that are a little more moody. So to me personally, I it felt more inviting because it's just something I'm used to. Like, I, not my own personal life. I'm just saying, like, musically, like, I like this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's the thumping swing style beat that kind of kind of goes through all the nearly the entire song. Maybe it's like the vastness of the chorus too, because they really expand on the soundscape in in the chorus, which is really nice. Again, with those really nice harmonies kicking in. Um, again, this one probably also didn't need to be as long, although I do like the soundscapes that they uh, kind of created in the final minutes of the song. So yeah. that made it interesting enough that the length didn't bother me as much. So, uh, I mean, truth be told, spoiler, I've heard this album multiple times before. Um, this song always seemed incredibly long. And I was like, I don't care much. Like, I obviously would listen to the, the lyrics and vocals, but I'd kind of be like, yeah, we're, we're done. There's no more lyrics. I'm shutting this down. Um, I didn't feel that this time. I feel like listening to this track critically, like I appreciated the, the duration of it. Um, I do like it at the end of the album. I think it's a nice come down. It's not like it's going to ramp me up after this. I know that we're done. Like I get that yeah. feeling we're done. Um, I, it has less focus on the guitar wankery that the rest of the album did, because I feel it's more of a focus on setting the tone for the lyrics themselves, which was cool. And the ambient guitar, just like all the, the additions, like you said, it, it's like sort of a distant and cold. And that's how I felt where it, it felt sort of like they were replicating the sound of wind. And it was just very alone and cold feeling. So I'm yeah. kind of glad that we both sort of picked up on that. And uh, I never noticed the keys in the outro before. I feel like it may be missing something without just the little little bits of something i don't know there's i have a new appreciation for the song after listening to it this time that's sure. the thing with a, a lot of albums out there um like especially if you listen to it like only the first or second time there's a lot you'll miss about it oh, and even yeah. listening to it a million times you might discover something new every single time you hear it like that that's nothing new people have said that forever and it's true yeah and so yeah it, it's nice when especially because in the position we are where we listen to it critically that it's like you will pick up on these subtle little things. And like there are even albums we've gone through in the past where it's like, I'll mention, I heard this, but you didn't notice this. So then you have yeah. to go back and listen to it after the show type thing. So, I mean, it's, it's always nice to hear something new because it might be something that makes or breaks the song for you. Like, yeah, maybe you don't like the song, for example. And then you hear this one little part that just adds enough atmosphere or just something to the soundscape where you're like, that works so well. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. yeah, it's always nice when something like that happens. Oh, yeah. So and that, I, that, that's definitely happening in the next two episodes. I'll say that much. Yeah. <laughs> Listen well, to the album like five times, each of them five times. <laughs> well, I definitely don't have anything else for, for this one other than I just I feel sad, cold and alone after this track. Just like Ian Thornley did, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, his life is better, much better now, but I mean, at the time, I'm sure that's how we felt. It, it wasn't a very happy time for him now, but yes, things are A-OK. Hell yeah. 
Although I will say uh, on the teaser that we did for last week going into this episode, I mentioned that I saw a band live at a football game. Yes, uh, I went to go see the – uh, the the conference final for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They won that game, and uh, Big Wreck played at halftime. And I think I told you that like Ian didn't look like he wanted to be there. <laughs> yeah, like maybe because it was really cold. It was snowing too. It was an outdoor gig, so like they're just bundled up with gloves and everything like that. But I mean, like he was also wearing sunglasses, and he just he didn't look happy. We'll say that yeah. much. Yeah, but that's a whole different scenario. It's mm. cold fucking three song performance. Yeah. Well, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt this time. Well, they just played in Toronto recently. He looked pretty happy. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, if I could have gotten the day off work, I definitely would have gone to that. Mm, so disappointed. They're so loud live and I love them. I've seen them at uh, the Festival of Friends or whatever. That was about it. Yeah. I I think I've seen them twice. I was going to see them on the, the tour they were going to do with uh, Moist uh, Headstones and... The tea party, but that, you know, COVID. So that all got shut down and canceled and all that stuff. I'm waiting so. to see the tea party again. I know they're going to be rebooking a Canadian, some Canadian dates real soon. So I'm keeping yeah. a very, very close eye on that. I have a signed photo of them. Well, while you think about that, just know that we've reached the end of the episode. Yay. A transition, a transition camera angle, too. There it is. Yeah, it's up at the <laughs> Audio top. listeners, she just showed off her autograph photo. That's what it was. <laughs> But yes, it is the end of the album, yes. War Baby Last Song, and then uh, the reprise of uh, A Place to Call Home, but we tie that into our score of the first song. But yes, that is the album, and if you're still listening to us, that means you like what we're doing so far. You may agree or disagree with us and really want to get those opinions out. Well, first off, leave comments. Yeah. Let us know what you think. But also, do don't it. forget to hit like and subscribe. Do that, too. Do uh-huh. all those things. Yeah, do it. Build audio community. Brick, brick, you, brick. Do it. Wall something. I don't know where I'm going with this. I figure while you're just saying what to do, that I could just go do it, do it, and just cut some sort of subliminal. Uh, Meanwhile, everyone watching is watching me do it. You have to say it backwards. Quietly backwards. Tiad. Tiad. (laughs) Diet. Diet. (laughs) I'm just trying to think what it sounds like for background. Anyways, yes. Uh, Audio community, same thing. Like, subscribe, follow, rate, comment, do all those things. Help build this community. Let us know what you thought of Big Big Rex Ghosts. Do you agree or disagree with us? We're always curious to know, and we are always down to hear. Uh, I want to make a special note, too, because I I don't know if if YouTube screwed this up or if I did or something. Back for our pitch shifter episode, somebody left a comment. It looked pretty big, and they like they liked our review. To this day, it still says the comments there, and I cannot see it for the life of me. I've gone through settings. I've gone through apps. I've gone through everything to see, and I can't. I don't know if the person just deleted it, but it still says the comment is there. So if this is you... Please reach out to us, like DM us on Instagram. Please let me know. I'm sorry. I don't want to seem like we're ignoring you. I don't know what's going on, but it's been bothering me for a few weeks now. I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, So you're saying the pitch shifter episode has one comment on it? Besides the one that we leave for it saying, hey, thanks for watching. Leave your comments, blah, blah, blah. I think they deleted it because it just says one comment to me and it's just the one you pinned. Because in mine, it says there's two and then you can even see a brief preview of their comment. And it looks like they were saying a lot, including like how much they like playing Twisted Metal growing up. So I oh, mean, dang. like, I was like, I, I want to read, like, maybe they said something cringy that they don't like. I don't know and deleted it, but yeah. hey, tr- trust me, you can leave your comments. Uh, it's all good. Uh, get in touch if that was you because I, I, I know the username. 
But anyways, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, everything. And if it, how Bill and if it was you, thanks for listening to this one. Yeah, if you're still that. here, by the way, that means you must yeah. be liking something we're doing. We're yeah, not ignoring you. you, we promise. We will get back to you <laughs> if your comments are there. Um, so yeah, that means we can now get into the rankings of the songs on this album. Okay, do you have any uh, guesses before we get the uh, One. the list started? One. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and really just ballpark two. I have... I will try for two. I have five songs crossed off. Out of twelve, and those the ones crossed off, uh, I like. I know we're not matching on. We'll see, because I think you said that last time or the time before that. And it was well, when, well, but the thing is, when I cross off a song, I usually know that, like from the way we're yeah. talking about it, it's not going to match, which has been so far accurate. Well, I can't, I can't go hmm when you say it's accurate. So, <laughs> well, I You're mean, the like, one keeping well, track. I, I mean, like after the fact, I'm just like, yeah. okay, that was definitely accurate. I got that right then, type mm. thing. Blah blah blah. But anyways, boom, above our heads, graphics have changed, which means we can get into the song rankings now. Um, so just from the way things are going, I already know that number 12 won't match. I already have an X. Number 12, still here. Suck it. Still here is my last one. You've said so many better things about it than I did. What the actual hell? I I will share a photo of my list if if need be. No, again, I believe you, but just like the way <laughs> you talk about things l- misled me. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know why? Because that's just who I am. The element of surprise. Exactly, and not knowing what's happening ever. <laughs> All right, number eleven, off and running. Ooh, break. Break. Is that one of the ones I crossed off? No, it's not. But it's definitely not matching anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I'll, I'll cross out that X and put a check mark for number 12 anyways. Number 10, uh, God, I can't stop writing these one word things. I got to write the whole thing. <laughs> a place to call home. Uh, my life. My life. Uh, okay, number nine, ghosts. A place to call home. Okay, I'll just write home for that one because at least I'll know in editing it'll be a lot easier. <laughs> okay, so my number eight is my life. Friends. I think I'm going to get this one right, to be honest, at this point. Uh, So that was number eight. Number seven is Come What May. Off and running. Oh, yeah. We still have a couple. Number six, I digress. Yeah, we're fucked. Uh, War baby. Yeah, we are effed. (laughs) Okay, number five, break. Hey, mama. We are 100% effed. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> Why do we always get the last one if it's only one? <laughs> but to be fair, we we broke a record last week. So this is our, uh, our like, we're paying our dues right now. A throwaway. <laughs> Going back to, like, the one match instead of, like, four. <laughs> uh, so my number four is War Babies. Diamonds. Diamonds. My number three is Diamonds. There's your one-off. Come what may. Even though I think we did have one off earlier. Yeah. Come on, May. Number two, friends. Ghosts. Friends are ghosts. And number one, hey, mama. I digress. That was not a surprise. No, it wasn't, but like just everything else on the list. So we have one single match out of 12. (laughs) It's 
always the last one. It's like, well, we have different preferences, but no, we both recognize that that one's no good. So interesting note to anyone who watches our Instagram on Thursdays when we uh, put up our, our spoiler for the previous episode type thing and our matches and everything. Last week with the Eagles, we got four out of eight. And it actually reached uh, our increased our lifetime matches up by one and a half percent, the highest it's ever gone up to like thirteen point eight nice. something. I think. Nice. This is just gonna tank it back down. <laughs> oh, probably. One out of twelve. Be like ten. We were fifty percent last week. Hell it's yeah! Crazy. Hell yeah! But here we are. Uh, we got one match on our song rankings. Boo boo hoo hoo. It's all good, though, because now we have to go see how well our uh, album ratings match. Because I think, in the end, that's the most important part. Oh, yeah. You're always like, Svenna, you always pick C tier. Well, let's see. That let's see. That the... wasn't supposed to happen. You, you could have said, let's see the tier. In, like, I know. Of... I know. But I didn't want to say C. And then it just... my. <sighs> Somebody send me a joke book. I need some new ones. These ones are bad. I love the part that where I'm going to leave that in, too. Because <laughs> actually, this is the transition point. Go ahead. And here it is, as if you were expecting another screen. No, it's the <laughs> album rating screen. This is what we do at the end of every episode, hence the title of the show. So, as you can see here, again, we have to do this live in Photoshop. You already know this, but if you don't, yes, Photoshop. Can't do it on the tier site because it's awkward, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, we have Big Rex Ghosts here and all the other albums we've done prior. And today we need to find out where Big Rex will go. Is it an S tier, F tier? Is it somewhere in between? Uh, probably somewhere in between. <laughs> so let's find out now that we get into the scores. Yes. Who's first? Who's first? I'm actually anxious uh, to go now. Well, what album did we do? We, so we did the Eagles last week. Yeah. Uh, before that, I, I'm, I'm just trying to remember the order of before, things. We never write it down. Of before who Eagles was uh, Pitch Shifter because it was your choice. Then it was. The, I uh, made you go first. So I went first. So this is your choice. You go first. Okay. This We go in well, the order of things here. Well, my ultimate score for Big Rex Ghosts is 74.17. It, it's crazy that you were actually generous for once. I know. That's why I was anxious to tell you. I'm like, I picked something outside of 60. So. And not only, yeah, because you're, you're, again, you've even said yourself, you're hard to please. I am. I am a dickhead. Well, I wasn't as generous as you were, but the score still isn't bad. I rated it at a 69.16. Just some of the tracks didn't do it for me. But the good news is it isn't C tier. It is a B tier album. Hell yes. Exactly where we thought it was going to be because it ends up as a six, sorry, 71.66%, which will likely end up somewhere like here ish. Hell yes. Between Porcupine Tree and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm so excited for this. I, I could be wrong. I got to double check the scores. Again, I never have them in front of me. But by the time you see this next week, it'll all be cleaned up. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty excited. Um, I I am building that staircase to the S tier. Uh, I'm just, just wondering what that's going to be. I I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you. I don't think there's any album that I listen to right now that I would say is S tier. That's really sad because it's music that you like. Well, yeah, but like I said, there's 
albums where it has songs. I'm like, eh, not so good. And I tend to really like songs for like bite-sized pieces than like the whole meal or the whole album. So kind of, I'm a Yeah, but those bite-sized pieces add up to the whole meal itself. Yeah, but sometimes I'm not hung. I'm like, I'm really full by the time the end comes. And I'm like, throw it out. I don't I want see. these canned. I don't want these canned peas anymore. Well, the canned peas being like, you know, in this case, Tom Petty, Guster and Weezer. But OK. Yes. <laughs> All oh, right. OK. So. So I did pull up the uh, rankings because I'm really curious on where this sets. Okay. Um, sorry, what was the score for this one again? 71. 71.66. It sits after rated R. And between it. 71.66. Rated R was 71.82. And Porcupine Tree was 70.55. I keep forgetting that Daughters didn't rate as high as I thought it did. I, I rated it higher than it actually ended up, so that's why it like oh, yeah. puzzles me a little bit. Seventy-one point two five. Wow! So then it goes next to Pearl Jam. Wow. Kind of fades behind Pearl Jam a little bit. Okay, wow! I, that was a lot farther up than I thought, but I'll take it. Yeah. That now Pearl Jam power. was seventy-four. So. Yeah, I know that one, but like I first I rated Daughter seventy-four, so that's why I always think in my head like that can't be right. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm surprised well there you have it then we actually have a b-tier album for the first time uh, i can't say in a long time but like it feels like a long time yeah especially yeah. on a weekly show it feels like a long time it's like a month ago probably something like that yeah probably because hey. yeah we did eagles that was c-tier and then it, yeah must have been. But anyways, yes, you know where it is now it's in the b-tier so there we go we got something else on the list for you there and uh, yeah, that's the show for today, I guess. So thank you very much for joining us. And if you made it this far, you obviously like what we've been doing. You like talking about the albums. You like this music discussion. So make sure that you like and subscribe on YouTube, the audio platforms. Like, subscribe, follow, comment, rate, say hello. All that kind of nice stuff out there. Hell yes. And we like people. And I'm bored of just talking to Chris. So reach out to me. Talk to me. I like people. I'm a people person. Yeah, we're still very much isolated here, even though, like, you know, we're still in the pandemic and isolated, but you can still talk to us, damn it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like, uh, you don't just have to communicate with us through YouTube or the uh, audio platforms as well. We do have social media. Uh, so that's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Rate the Record Podcast. And, of course, on Twitter at Rate the Record. Or if you just want to send us a good old-fashioned email, that's right, old-fashioned is email now, uh, Rate the Record at gmail.com with your... Mm -hmm. Questions, responses, concerns, requests, we're here for it. Or or even if you just want to send us anything that just says my favorite color is, and that's it. I'm just And then we will rate your favorite color. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any excuse to rate anything. Oh, <laughs> Write the first names. They're like, this is not what we asked. We're running out of music to write. There's not <laughs> enough music in the world. <laughs> Tony, well, I give that name a seven. <laughs> yeah, if it was, An I like Anthony better. That'd be an eight, but Tony, seven. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. No, so before we let you go, finally for the night here or the day or whenever you're watching this, we're recording at night. Uh, we do like to give a sneak preview for next week's episode. And again, just remember that next week is the final episode of 2021. You won't see us again till January after that. We're gonna be wearing Christmas hats next week because it's nearly Christmas. I uh, will have a beard. Uh, the Chris, the, the band we're doing for that Christmas week isn't very Christmassy at all. Uh, but they are a three-piece progressive metal band who has gone through many lineup changes since debuting in 1987. Uh, one of the band's co-founders and second longest member of their vast lineup actually passed away in January 2020. Mm-hmm. I will just say he's a drummer He and he has a very close style to Neil Peart, who passed away nearly at the same time. So I had to go through two heartbreaks in one month. Yeah. It was, and as if 2020 was a fucking bad year. I mean, like that may that started my oh, bad God. year. And he died at yeah. the age of 48. He was way too young. Holy shit! Yeah, it's actually incredibly tragic. But the band is amazing. Uh, maybe not what you're thinking of when it comes to metal, but oh my God, like this the, it changed my life. I'm gonna say that much. And you're gonna see some, at least on my end, some positive scores next week. <laughs> Well, I, mean, I I anticipate listening to this. I'm pretty excited. I've never heard of them or never heard any of their music. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to uh, experience this for the literal very, very first time. Here's a weird thing to say. Another last clue, I guess. It's metal you can meditate on. There's a weird thing to kind of hold off till next Ooh. week. Does it have like to, to beat Tibet, Tibetan throat singing? Well, you're going to have to listen to the album and find out, huh? Mm, you're right all of you too you're gonna have to do that because we're that's when we're gonna see you next so until then listen to some awesome music like what you might think next week's album is or just whatever you want listen to some awesome music and we'll see you again real soon so take care friends Bye bye